ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. So, Tegan, it's the middle of winter in Australia or getting towards the end of winter. Are you going swimming in the ocean? I've been swimming in the dam, in the dam near my house, and it is freezing. And I thought with ocean swimming that at least there weren't any sharks there, but then my friend who I was swimming with told me that it is home to eel-tailed catfish, which is just terrifying. Oh, yeah. And the odd little bit of snake. So, yeah, I'm going, I've been going swimming. I, I reckon it's a side effect of done, having done an ice bath. Remember I did an ice bath earlier in the year on 7.30? Oh, do I remember? Yes, I do. The notable benefit of having done an ice bath is not sort of some new magical me. It's that when you've been in water that's maybe five or six degrees, you lose your fear of water that's maybe <laughs> 16 degrees. So it's positively balmy when I go in. It's like when they talk about the sunspots on the sun being cooler than the rest of the sun. It's all a matter of comparison. It's all relative. Yeah. Having said that, I was in the water for half an hour without a wetsuit and my middle finger, I should not show my, well, I will show, show my show middle finger camera. on camera, was white for about an hour afterwards. On that note, it's time to do Coronacast, a show all about the coronavirus, sometimes about other nasties as well, but we can't seem to escape this... Uh, this pandemic, I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor coming to you from Jagger and Turrbal Land. And I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan coming to you from Gadigal Land. So Norman, I feel like it was only a week ago because it was only a week ago that we were last talking about a new variant and we were talking about Eris and is it going to be worse than the other one? And in the space between two Wednesdays, we're talking about a whole new variant again all of a sudden. We are, just in the last few days. Um, there's one called BA 2.86, and it's got the name Parola, by an informal name on social media. Is this one from Greek mythology as well? I was trying to find it before, but I couldn't see anything. No, it's. I think it's an asteroid, but there's also a football player called Lorenzo Parola. So I'm not quite sure which one it's named after. Maybe it's a goal, goal, goal scorer. So someone with either an explosive ability to potentially wipe out an entire species if if the asteroid was to crash into Earth, or a footballer with a kick so massive it could blow a hole in the side of a stadium or someone's immune defences? Yeah, it works It works both ways. So the question is, we've been here before many times on Coronacast, what does this mean? I don't feel like I don't even need to be here anymore. I should just be able to press play on the, so what does it mean? Is it more immune evasive? Does it cause worse disease? Very good. Um, is that AI talking? Is that ChatGBT? Or is that um, you talking? <laughs> it's it's ChatTT. Well, check TT. The reason that the people who know about viruses are concerned about this virus are twofold. One is that there are about 36 mutations on this virus in areas which could affect transmissibility and maybe severity of disease. That seems like a lot. Yeah. Too early to say whether that's real or not. And we've been, as you say, we've been here before and we'll come back to that. The other reason that they're concerned is, and I just need to go back a little bit to the Omicron family. Omicron is the mummy variant that we've been living with for quite a long time now. And it's less severe than de Delta, probably just as severe as the original virus. And everything that's emerged since Omicron emerged has been, if you like, the child of Omicron. So then it was BA1, BA2, BA4, BA5, and then the XBB group. So XBB has spawned its own little family. So there's grandchildren now of uh, Omicron in the XBB group. And that's where Eris sits as one of the grandchildren, if you like, of the XBB group. The one we were talking about last week. The one we were talking about last week, which is probably not of huge concern, although it is immune evasive. And by the way, XBB in some parts of the world has become so dominant 
that the next versions of the vaccine, again, we'll come back to the vaccine in a minute, uh, in the United States at least, are XBB bivalent vaccine, specific bivalent vaccines to give you that bit of extra immunity to the variant circulating. The, re the second reason they're worried about BA 2.86, note the name, BA 2.86, is that actually this is not descended from XBB. This goes right back to BA 2 and to a, a much earlier form of the Omicron family. And it's been a direct mutational lineage, if you like, from BA2. And so what they're saying, well, this is kind of something new. It's a bit of a jump, or it's a jump backwards and a jump forwards, and it's hard to actually follow what's going on. Is it a jump backwards, though? Because presumably you have dominant variants in any given place, but the other ones are still kind of kicking around. It's not like they completely overtake what was there before. Some of them have kind of disappeared. The World Health Organization has taken off a few off the list, one or two off the list. I don't think there's much Wuhan around anymore. I don't think there's much Delta around anymore. Um, so they, they do kind of disappear and get replaced by others. So the people in the know are saying, let's just watch this one quite closely. And that's what the World Health Organization is doing, is it's, it's, it's you know a variant under monitoring. It's really a sub-variant that's being monitored quite closely. And it's been, you know, as of last week, there have been reports from about four countries, Israel, Denmark, UK, I think in the United States. Not Australia so far? No, but it's probably here already. It just hasn't been picked up. It's unlikely that it's not here. And it's unlikely the extent. And, and we know how quickly these things spread. So four countries last week around the world this week. We just don't know because we're not testing quite as much. And it, the book is open at the moment as to whether or not this is going to be one that you really need to be worried about. If you had to bet, probably unlikely because it's part of the Omicron family and we've got a bit of immunity around, not as much as we'd like, but a bit of immunity around and we just need to watch this one quite carefully. If we were doing flu cast, how does coronavirus compare to influenza? If we were watching the flu as closely as you and me have been watching COVID over the last three and a half, nearly four years, would we be doing this every week? Or is this genuinely moving more quickly than other viruses? Well, the question is other viruses. There are probably coronaviruses and common cold viruses that are mutating quite quickly. But you know, don't change their spots that much. That's why we get the common cold every year is because coronaviruses do change their spots and we do get viruses and get common cold every year in in winter or whichever season the that particular coronavirus is prevalent and other viruses as well. So they do mutate. Flu mutates a lot in animals and we talked about that in a previous coronacast. It doesn't tend to mutate hugely, at least not recently, in human populations. The evidence for that is that when you look at the variants of influenza that are prevalent, for example, in Australia and around the world at the moment, they're pretty close to what they predicted in the vaccine. So in the year before they produce the vaccine, they predict what's going to happen next year. And for the last couple of years, they've been pretty much spot on, well, you know, uh, up into the 90% accuracy. And that suggests there's not a lot of human mutation going on, at least not a lot that matters. Oh, well, that takes us to vaccines then, because at the moment in Australia, you can get a bivalent vaccine, which is Wuhan and one of the BAs. Is that right? BA4 and 5. It started off with BA1, but the vaccines approved in Australia are BA4, 5. 
um, independent you know, in both brands. And so what does it mean with with all these different variants coming through? It does feel like when they're changing so quickly, it's a bit of a mugs game trying to predict, you know, moving at virus speed when you're a pharmaceutical manufacturer. It's pretty hard to know what's going to be va- circulating by the time you can get that vaccine out the door. They are chasing the tail, which comes back to your question about flu versus COVID. COVID is still not a seasonal virus. It's still mutating fast. It's still more serious than influenza. Um, you know, we've had more hospitalizations and deaths from COVID this year than we have had from influenza, even though we've had many thousands of influenza cases. So the issue here is, yes, it's very hard for the vaccine manufacturers to stay ahead of the game, and they're behind the game. So yes, it's going to be an XBB vaccine, and we've already got BA 2.86, and we've got no idea what's going to happen with that. But the the vaccines still provide pretty good protection against severe disease, and the bivalent vaccines a bit better than the ones before. And and even the 4-5 has been shown to provide pretty good coverage to XBB. And what they're saying about the XBB-type vaccines is they might even for a while protect you against infection itself from the XBB virus. But if it's not around, then you've got a problem. Now, this might sit behind the fact that uh, ATAGI, the Advisory Committee on Immunisation, has uh, this week basically expressed concern that maybe 80% of Australians eligible for a booster from a bivalent vaccine haven't had it. Is that, I mean, are people like us kind of playing into that though, Norman? Because we're talking about different variants all the time. Are people kind of going, well, then what's the point in getting this one? It's out of date now. That's possible that we are, we and others or people have got it in their minds that if it's going to change, why bother? But here's why bother. One is that the Omicron family does change, but even so, with the bivalent vaccine, the 4-5, you are getting a top-up of immunity, which does cover, to a degree, the new subvariants that are emerging within the Omicron family. Um, and also is pretty good in terms of the earlier forms of Omicron. So I think that um, you really want to continue protecting yourself against severe disease. And it does start to wane after six months, and certainly after a year. And we're probably talking now, unless there's a big variant jump rather than a subvariant jump, we're probably talking really moving to annual vaccination against COVID-19 rather than every six months. But the bottom line is, if you haven't had the vaccine and you haven't had a COVID-19 infection in the last six months, your coverage is waning and you want to top it up. And preferably with one of the bivalent vaccines because they're going to give you broad spectrum coverage. And that's pretty much all that's available now in Australia is the 4-5 is the bivalent vaccine. And hopefully the XBB will emerge in Australia later as a vaccine. Although I don't think we've got it quite as dominant in Australia as it has been overseas. Well, that feels like as good a point to end on as any, Norman. Um, we'll leave people to go out there and book that bivalent uh, booster. Yeah, after you've had a swim, your arm's numb. Go and get it done. That's it. See you next week. Bye.